Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen all you New Yorkers. Excuse me. Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Nigel uh, Farage, of course, is the father of Brexit. He has the top news and political show there in the UK on GB News. And Nigel, we're so happy to have you here. This is Rita Cosby with John and Judge Richard Weinberg. Uh, First off, um, before we get into all the border stuff with you, how is King Charles? Because there's some big news, of course, about his health. Yes, there really was. And good afternoon, everybody. He, We were told by Buckingham Palace that at six o'clock a statement would be issued. Uh, that statement, following Charles's procedure that he had for an enlarged prostate last week in a London hospital, and the news was that the king has got cancer. Now, we haven't been told exactly what type of cancer it is. We haven't been told what stage it's at, although we hope Um, given that it was found as an accident, in a sense, because he was going in for something else, that it's been called early, that the king is undergoing treatment, which began today. And, of course, as we all know, you hear that word, the C word, and it is a terrible, terrible shock. And I think all of us feel a bit sorry for him. I mean, he waited 70 years to become king, um, and here he is. Uh, with a very serious illness. We don't know the extent of it yet. I suspect we'll get more details as the next few days proceed. Um, but all of our thoughts are with him and Absolutely. the family. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, very interesting, and very interestingly, um, Harry, uh, Prince Harry, who of course is one of yours now. I will, I will want him. <laughs> He's in no man's well, land. <laughs> I got. I got to tell you guys, we don't want him either. But um, but you know, sometimes he's a count I mean, of no this, account. Well, absolutely. But I think we know in our own lives, our own families, that sometimes when things get tough, reconciliations can happen. <clears throat> and we've heard tonight that Harry will be flying back to see his father within the course of the next few days, and that. That, to me, indicates that whatever the diagnosis is, it must be serious. It's really come as a bombshell. There's some people have been insinuating, well, it's not really prostate cancer because prostate cancer is very curable. Uh, And uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, he deserves, the king deserves better. He's a nice man, and uh, he waited 70 years to become king. Yes, he did, John. And look, we know that it's not prostate cancer. That's the one thing they've confirmed. So what we know is, what we absolutely know is, as a result of the medical procedure on an enlarged prostate last week, they found something else. So it is another cancer. Whether it's a cancer of an organ, whether it's a blood blood, we just don't know at this stage. But it, uh, I must say... I understand they cancelled all personal appearances. Yes, he will not be appearing in public, uh, possibly for some time as he undergoes treatment. He will 
be performing his constitutional duties, and that means, you know, going through government papers and signing documents, uh, and he's okay to do that. Uh, but it is, it's a very thoughtful, reflective moment. And you're right, you know, he is actually fundamentally a very good, decent human being. There's no question yes, about absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And Nigel, N- Nigel, you didn't know this, but I was supposed to see him February 26th. So I guess I'm not seeing. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, wow. I'm sorry, John. I hope the opportunity comes again. Because, yes, I hope so. Know, I hope he's, you know, he gets well. Yeah, absolutely. Perhaps. Well, and as we say in Britain, God save the king. God save the king. <laughs> yeah. Right. Didn't, you know didn't Biden say something closing, like that? <laughs> as, our, uh, as our closing <laughs> statement today, we say, God, you know, God bless America. Let's also say God save the king. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we will say on behalf of all Americans, we're going to say God save the king. Well, that's the first time that's been heard in America. That's first time since 1775. Right. Not after 1776. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nigel, uh, while we have you here, I want to get your thoughts yeah. on everything that's happening with our U.S. southern border. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. I was reading stories there where you are, Nigel Farage, in England. They what? They send the migrants uh, to Rwanda, right, to get screened before they come back. And, and with us, well, we have that, with us we have a big old neon sign. Come one, come all. Yeah, I mean we've got a problem with small boats crossing the English Channel, um, and it's tens of thousands a year. What is happening in America is truly beyond comprehension. Millions of people coming into America, often from countries that are hostile to Western values, hostile to your country and its constitution. It is a disaster. It is a disaster, and America is inviting a a new enemy that will live within America, within American cities. It will give you crime, and I promise you, in the end, it will give you terrorism too. And Biden's ineptitude on this, you know, over 6 million people, maybe 10 million people, have crossed the border since he's been president. I tell you what, if there's only one reason, only one reason to vote for Donald Trump, in November this year, it's that. Yes, I mean, he is the, you know what I said to uh, uh, one of my rabbis the other day that uh, d- doesn't like Donald Trump? I said, hold your nose and vote for him, even though you don't like him, because he's the only one that has the testicles to make a difference in the world, and we need somebody to make a difference in the world. Well, we certainly do, and not just the American border, but also for the increasingly deteriorating international situation. I mean, my view very strongly is that Putin would not have invaded. Uh, you're absolutely, absolutely had, right. Had, had Trump been president. Absolutely you know? right. And Putin, uh, that drills 10 million barrels a day, would have not had the money to invade the Ukraine uh, at uh, Trump's $50 a barrel, 55 uh, until Biden took it to $100 a barrel, and we made the Russians, we're rich again! And we made yeah. Iran rich zillionaires, as I said it on Fox News. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the Iranian, you know, the, you know, the Obama-inspired Iran nuclear deal, backed up by the idiots in the European Union, they have broken every single clause of that agreement when it comes to developing nuclear weapons. They've used the tens of billions of dollars that were freed up to fund 
Hamas to fund Hezbollah to fund the Houthis and all of this. I mean, let's be frank, all of this because of the idiocy of an American Democrat president. And who was by his side through all of that stupidity? One Joe Biden. Yeah, and we're seeing uh, weakness begets weakness. And, and what we're seeing right now is just an open invitation on so many levels. Nigel, uh, we have Judge Richard Weinberg. And Nigel, you're absolutely correct. But it's not just a, a threat to uh, to Israel and to America. It's a major threat to Western Europe and Western civilization. Listen, how many countries, I said this to uh, Mike Pompeo last week, this former secretary, I said to him, how many countries have to be involved before you call it a world war? Well, we're pretty close to that right now. We, we have never, um, in modern times, we have never been in such a dangerous and perilous position as we're in now. It is worrying on several levels. Iran, um, Israel, Gaza, which is part, of course, of that same game, all of which, of course, designed to break the Abraham Accords, Trump's most amazing foreign policy achievement. Um, Obviously, the situation in, in Ukraine on a human level is horrific. Hundreds of thousands of young men, hundreds of thousands wounded and killed on those battlefields. And then we have the specter of an ever-increasing powerful China eyeing up Taiwan. We are in a very, very bad place. And very, you know very bad yeah. place. You're absolutely I, I right. This, I, put this, I put this all down to the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Not a single American soldier had been killed for 18 months. The Americans were there. The Brits were there training the Afghan army, they were doing the fighting. We were not involved. Well, Trump told them that if any of my soldiers die, Trump told the Taliban, any of my soldiers die, your families will die. Yeah, he showed the picture of the house. Remember, John, that famous moment. But they don't fear this president. That's the issue. Well, Um, listen, Nigel, let me tell you one quick one in case you don't know. It took three days for for, uh, White House to decide where they're going to bomb in... uh, uh, in Iran. You know why it took three days? You mean Iraq and Syria? Iraq and Iraq Syria. And Syria. Iraq, and Syria. Iraq yes. and Syria. Yep. You know why it took? We had to let them know where we we're going to bomb. <laughs> so their guys could move <laughs> out to safe haven. By, by, by the way, in all seriousness, there are reports out there suggesting that, Nigel. I mean, that's, a, and who knows with this administration? Nothing. With an administration that left behind $86 billion worth of the highest grade modern military equipment and gave it straight to the Taliban, who we'd spent, and we were there with you all the way, who we'd spent 20 years fighting, nothing would surprise me. And I just hope Americans wake up. And John is right, you know, Donald Trump has a particular style. I like him personally very much indeed. Other people don't. But whether you like him or not, if you don't like him, hold your nose and vote for him. So what? So what? So what? Whether you want him around for dinner is irrelevant. The fact is, he has got the courage. Yes. He has got the conviction. He is what? And you need him in America, but my goodness gracious me, I tell you what, we and the rest of the Western world need him too. Nigel Farage, thank you so much for being with us. you got to come back on again soon. Great to hear from you. Thank you so much.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 